0: All right. Well, welcome. We're we're doing a podcast after having a little bit of time off. It's been a while since we've posted a new podcast, so we're glad to be here. I'm here with Corey. Hi, Corey. Hello, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> we are glad to be back. Uh, are the cameras on? Yes. So I guess we're being videotaped as well. So we are going to talk about a topic that we were noticing is probably one of the most uh, listened-to topics that we've uh, put up in a, over the years, and that is the topic of masturbation. That is a word that uh, many times strikes fear in people because they're not sure what you're about to say about it, and the word masturbation is difficult in social settings to talk about because nobody really wants to talk about it. It was. Uh, it's interesting, I was talking to a couple of guys in the sauna this morning while i was working out and we were sitting there talking and someone asked me what i did and i said well i help folks through uh, counseling and healing and and one guy said well what's your primary focus and i said well it started as working with men who had sexual brokenness and we got off onto the topic of masturbation and whether it's a sin and so i was like yeah usually you bring up masturbation and it clears the room so uh, we hope we're not clearing any rooms here, but we do think it's important to talk about it because it can be a, a it can be a place where people struggle and stumble a lot. Any thoughts so far?
1: Not really. Okay, <laughs> I right. agree though. It's it's a yeah,
0: it's a crazy place. Well, I was reading this the other day, and I think it's really good. It is uh, a it is cs lewis's take on masturbation and it's from his personal letters it's called the collected letters of cs lewis volume 3 in case you want to look it up i just want to read it first cuz i think it's great it's a great place to start it says for this is a quote from cs lewis it says for me the real evil of masturbation would be That it takes an appetite which, in lawful use, leads the individual out of himself to complete his own personality and that of another and turns it back, sending the man back into the prison of himself, there to keep a harem of imaginary brides. Now, I want to talk about that first. I think that, in my opinion, is one of the most dangerous things about masturbation. It takes this journey of usually a young boy who's 10 to 12 years old who's supposed to begin looking outside of himself for relationship, outside of himself for connection with either females as a future spouse or males as friendship, and it takes him back into himself. And so he begins to take a lot of that that want to know people and it turns it back inwardly, And he becomes even more socially isolated many times with masturbation. It also causes him to think only about sex. He begins having sex, so to speak, at a very young age, all through himself, which can cause a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, and if you think about uh, sexuality, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's to express love to your spouse for intimacy and so if you're masturbating, what what are you doing? I mean, what not that a perversion of, of what it's supposed to be?
0: Absolutely. It's a perversion of that, that icing on the cake, so to speak, that brings people together in marriage and it perverts it into a place of I get the icing without any cake and it's all about me. I don't know if you remember this. I know it happened to me. When I was a young boy, when I found masturbation and pornography, uh, it took over. I mean, I didn't need a lot of social interaction. I would even find myself, I would find myself wanting to come home early from school just so I could get to the pornography or get to masturbation. And right. so it kind of becomes the person. It can become an addictive person's very reason to live, so to speak. And so right. it's a crazy place because as you turn more and more inward and you do more and more inward things, it keeps you from finding connection with other people.
1: Right. So what do you think is <clears throat> the draw to masturbation? Like why why do people struggle with
0: that? Well, I think, honestly speaking, it feels good. I mean, I think, you know, among... The top things that feel really good, whether it be chocolate cake or getting slightly tipsy or pot, using drugs to get high, those are good feelings. I mean, let's not lie to one another. They are good feelings. I think orgasm is a good feeling. And so it's going to be that thing that God gave us for pleasure among in our marriage with our spouse and, he, and Satan, of course, takes everything that's good and perverts it. So it doesn't change the fact that it's, that it's not still good, but when it's used in ways that are illegitimate in God's plan, then it's going to take us to evil places, not so good places. Anything that's not God's best is going to lead to evil, things that aren't good. So I think that's the first thing is that it feels good. I mean, and you can't... But that's the crazy place, is we can't get stuck in everything that feels good.
1: Right, and not only that, but it's not like a drug that you can get rid of. You know, it's like... Or alcohol, just don't go near it. It's like part of your body. Right. So
0: It's part of who you are. You take it everywhere. It's in your mind. You can carry pornography around in your mind everywhere you go. You're absolutely right. And I think... I've heard people say before, "Well, this my sexual brokenness, pornography, masturbation; those things were was one of the hardest things for me to ever let go of." Well, that's usually because you know you can let go of alcohol by just never buying it. You know, yes, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's not a difficult addiction to break, but it's at least outside the body. Drugs are outside the body. Food is difficult because food you do need to 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 survive, so you're going to have to keep some food around. But you can at least Not half, you know. You can at least begin to taper that off, but your your sexuality is always there with you, and it it just is a harder thing, I think, to overcome. I think the other thing that makes it so difficult is not only does it feel good, it also feeds our own self centered tendencies. You know, it's about me. I'm tired. I can't sleep. I use I use masturbation to relax. I'm stressed. I don't know how to handle life. I use masturbation to to get less stressed. You know, it becomes this thing where we tend to gravitate towards comfort. So it can be a comforting thing as well. Uh, I worked with a guy one time who remembers as a little boy, you know, uh, his mom and dad in the other room fighting, and he found himself touching himself and before he knew it he was rubbing himself and he was just a little kid so there's no ever there's never any masturbation at that age but it felt good for him to fall asleep to himself self-soothing so that kind of sets the stage to continue that self-soothing when i don't feel good when i feel stressed angry whatever that is hungry angry lonely tired bored and stressed i want to go to something that makes me feel better it makes me feel comforted, and so let me comfort. Right,
1: so, rather than going to God or, or trying to seek intimacy with God.
0: Absolutely. Rather than even dealing with what do I do when life is crappy? You know, What do I do when mom and dad fight? I got to figure out what to do with it. I got to deal and cope with my own emotions. I have to begin to learn how to deal. Take them to the Father. Take them to someone at school. Talk to someone and and let them help you overcome these things. But no, what we end up doing in that particular brokenness is it's, I just want to feel good right now. So how do I feel good right now? I go to myself and I get to do that. So I think that's what makes those two things make overcoming masturbation an especially difficult thing. I think I would add the third thing is it, absolutely takes the place of any desire for true intimacy. I mean, you don't really have to get to know a woman. You don't really have to get to know her personally to share your heart, to open your heart. You don't really have to um, put your heart out there in relationship with people if you can isolate and go hide and masturbate. Because in the spirit realm, if you're looking at pornography at the same time, you are having sex with that image. And the Bible says it's one thing to, you know, when you look lustfully upon someone and you take that person into your heart, you are having sex with them. I remember my own brokenness, even though my brokenness was towards men, It I could feel that even though I was looking at pornography, there was a sense of relief that I had just kind of been with a man after I masturbated and looked with porn. I got a similar feeling of now I don't need I don't need to know people now. I can isolate still, and I've taken care of my need to know people by this false, Satan-generated lust that would take me to the place, allow me to find that intimacy in a very fake way, but still feel like I had taken care of my need for some sort of intimacy. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a crazy feeling, but I think if most people who've looked at pornography ever— would be willing to look at that, you know, you can be God's gift to women in your own fantasies. You can be the guy who has great sex in your own fantasies. You can be the guy who wins the girl in your own fantasies. So you don't have to be the failure that you might be in real life when you live in the fantasy of pornography and masturbation. Right. And then you don't have to deal with that. You can live in that place. So, well, I just don't deal with it. I don't really look at myself. I just do what I do, and I don't really care what's what, what, what really goes on in reality. you know? I'm shy. I'm awkward. I don't really know who I am. I don't know how to talk to people. I'm scared to talk to people. I go home. I strike up my computer. I get things going. I look at pictures. I start masturbating. I can be my own person and live in a fantasy of knowing everyone.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like we all have a thirst for intimacy, but then there's this if you have a fear of being being rejected or being hurt, it's just such an easy out to turn to pornography and find that false intimacy versus finding it in a true relationship with or a friendship or you know, with God you just turn to that, it's just the easy way out. Amen. But I think in, in the long run, it really blocks your ability to actually be intimate with people and right. with God.
0: Amen. And, and I want to say, you know, I we're throwing these thoughts out here. I absolutely don't want anybody to think we think it's easy to let go of. Because once you get started using masturbation in these ways, it's very hard to not get caught up in that addiction anymore. It's very hard not to turn to it. And so I think those are the three reasons why it's so hard or what it does and why it's so hard to let go of. But then it's very important to begin to look at what it really does so that you can let go of it. I want to read another part of this quote from C.S. Lewis real quick. It says, in the end, they, meaning this shadowy harem of brides that you keep in your own mind, They become merely the medium through which he increasingly adores himself. After all, almost the main work of life is to come out of ourselves, out of the little dark prison we are born in. Masturbation is to be avoided as all things are to be avoided, which retard this process. The danger is that of coming to love the prison. I love that because there's some real truths there if we really look at that. It's the medium by which the masturbator be, begins or continues to increasingly adore himself. You know And I don't think we realize that in the midst of masturbation that I'm really adoring myself. But I think it's important to see that as what it is, which is self-idolatry. Mm, self-worship? It, yes, self-worship. It's right, raising up your own self and putting yourself on the place in your life where God is supposed to be. Because that's the place where you think all my comfort comes from. And when you masturbate, it's turning everything you are inwardly and worshiping who you are. I've worked with guys who struggle with same-sex attraction, who get attracted or get even aroused by their own bodies after they've masturbated enough. Because they begin to, to almost masturbate and see their own body and get aroused by it. It's so much self-worship. It's so much I you know, worshiping the idol of self. That I think that's an important thing to really pray about because even if you bring female porn in, you're still worshiping a part of yourself because you're putting that whole idea of you as this idol, this perfect guy who can win this girl's heart, who can be everything to her.
1: I think another element is that we're told that it's healthy to masturbate, especially if, if you're for an unmarried man. Absolutely. That I've seen a lot of things where they'll say it's unhealthy not to masturbate, which I just think is a complete lie. It is. And or or, or just the porn thing and, and all the all of that in society people talk about it openly. People will talk to me about it that don't know I'm a Christian just will will bring up you know, they'll just make a joke about it. So it's very common. And so it doesn't seem like it really does harm or that it's such a big deal. Right. But sometimes you don't really see what it does right away until you're really far in it.
0: And I think that's the, I think there's at least some part of a movement that where young men are starting to realize what kind of effects it's had on them, whether they're, Christian or not, there's a bit of a movement that's beginning to say, I realize that all the masturbation I've done has changed the way I see sex. I think especially if you're a Christian, you have to begin to look at that what it's done to you as well. So I think that's good, but I think you're absolutely right. Our society still tries to make it out to be something that's absolutely normal, that's absolutely done, that every guy does it. Every person struggles with it. Every person wants to do it, and it's it's just a dangerous place because as anything, you know, if you look at both of those things, pornography and masturbation, our society's constantly trying to say, it's healthy, you should do it. I was reading even a Christian sexual um, um, healing book the other day. Whereas talking to females, saying they should learn how to masturbate, it helps to allow them to, to learn how to explore their bodies and to feel more free in their own sexual interactions with their husband. But you're basically asking someone to go into a sinful place and use sin to do something that's supposed to be a, a gift from God. And it's, a, it's really a dangerous, slippery slope because... Masturbation will always, in my opinion, will always end up being better at times than sex because you're in complete control. If you think about it, I've worked with guys who their wives can be in the other room and they still prefer masturbation. They still go to masturbation. Even after they've just had sex with a wife, they still go to masturbation. Because they're in complete control. They get to pick the image they look at. They get to pick the person that they want to have sex with. They get to pick how fast, how hard, how quick, how slow. Whatever happens in this whole sexual arena, they get to be in charge of that, which is also a draw to masturbation because you're in complete control of how you do it, which leads nothing to relationship.
1: I agree. So. In case we haven't made the case yet, what would you say to people who say, "Oh, well, I can masturbate, but I don't lust, or I—I I don't think it's a sin because it's not in the Bible, and I'm able to to just have a physical release, and I don't see a problem." Do you? What do you think about that?
0: Well, I always say, you know, the first thing I would say is, "Okay, then try not to do it. Try not to do it for three months, you know, um, and see." If you find yourself going back to it, then you may have a problem. The thing, whether it's a sin or not, is you know, I think if if we really are honest with ourselves and we look at the nature of who God is and the nature of what He made sex for, um, I think if we look at the one of the very first, you know, discussions of, of female and male relationship in the Bible, where God said it is not good for man to be alone then i think we see the nature of god is not for us to be self contained nor are we to be self-centered or self-worshipping i think if you look at the nature of you know jesus even his relationship with the men he walked with he he chose 12 yes some of those 12 had had jobs to do But also, he loved the relationship with the 12. He had friends. He had Mary and Martha, you know, he had Lazarus, you know, he had these people that he was friends with. So, relationship is very important to God. So, he never, I just don't see in the Bible where there's any place where we are to be self contained. Mm hmm. And masturbation is about being self-contained. And I think if you look at idolatry, you'd, you'd most definitely see it with, with pornography because we're not to worship the created. We're to worship only the creator. So if you're looking at pornography, whether you justify it in your marriage bed and say, well, it spices up our marriage bed or I'm a single guy, so of course I should be able to look at pornography Job comes right out and says, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully upon a woman. There are time and time and throughout the Bible that talks about anything outside of the marriage bond is fornication and idolatry. I'm sorry, adultery. So I don't think you can ever justify it and say looking at a naked person, even in an image while you're trying to be sexual with your wife is is healthy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's not from the Lord. I don't think you can make that justification. I think everywhere you turn, you bring an image into your into your marriage bed. You're you're committing adultery. So, I think those are the things. I get it, you know. I think you and I talked about that before we started this podcast and that is about, you know, well, if you're a single guy and what do you do? Well, if you're a single guy that started looking at porn and masturbating early on, then you're probably going to have trouble because you've been having sex since you were 10 or 11 years old. I think it's a very, very important fact to look at that if you've already been having sex, yes, it's going to be difficult for you to not want to continue to have sex. And if you're a young guy at 11 or 12 years old and you find masturbation or pornography and so you've been starting having sex two or three times a week – three or four times a week, five or six times a week, two or three times a day, even for some. All that time and you're or
1: four na- or five or six times a day.
0: Absolutely. And so now you're you know, say you're 25 now and you've been doing it since 11, well, for 14 years of your life. You've already been having sex more than most married couples have sex. So you're coming from a place where you've had lots of sex and now you're going, I don't understand why I can't stop. Well, you've been having sex since you were 11 years old. So it's going to take a while for that lust, all that built-up belief in your own heart and mind that sex is everything. It's going to take a while for that to break. You have to You have to fast from it. You have to begin ditching and getting rid of everything in your house that causes you to stumble and truly trying to fast. I've had even married men who fast for, you know, two weeks, 30 days. Oh, don't ask me to fast. I can't fast that long for 30 days. I got to have sex at least twice a week. No, you really don't. I mean, you're not some knuckle-dragging Neanderthal that can't, you know, be away from sex that long. The Bible does say we are to withstand, with, withhold or abstain from sex in times of prayer and fasting. It says don't withhold otherwise. So I get it. It's not an easy task. But during prayer and fasting, have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried, not you personally, but have you ever tried fasting? You know, for 30 days? Start small, start for seven days. Fast from anything sexual. You know, don't masturbate, don't look at porn, don't have sex with your wife, you know. Stay away from sex for seven days and see what you feel. You know, God will certainly begin to work in your heart and your mind and begin to show you your beliefs about sex. So that's what I would tell a single guy or a married guy who says, "We well, just don't understand, I need lots of sex. I, I don't know that you may need it as much as you think you do because if you've been having sex that long... It's certainly going to feel like you need it, but it may not be God's best. And if you talk to your wife, you may not be treating her well in sex. She may not feel loved during sex. She just may feel used during sex. And so I definitely think if you begin to change your view of what sex is supposed to look like in your marriage, then you'll probably find, and in your singlehood, you'll probably find that God doesn't put nearly as much emphasis on sex as you do. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, maybe now we should talk a little bit about what do you do with it once you realize it's not the good thing. What do you think?
1: What well, do you do? something <clears throat> something that's helped me is I don't know where it says this, but walk by the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Man. So, trying to figure out what that means to walk, you know, by the Spirit. Um, I think we talked about. Strengthening the spirit versus strengthening your flesh, and I think if you're just always turning to masturbation or some kind of thing like that, you're you're just strengthening your flesh. Amen. And so, you know, it's not you don't want to do that.
0: Amen. And what are some of the ways that you've found help you to strengthen your spirit?
1: Uh, well, fasting weakens the flesh, so that helps. Um, I guess. Really, just reading the Word and and knowing who I am in Christ and realizing how you know how God sees me instead of living in a place of guilt and shame because of sin. Realizing that He sees me as blameless, Amen. and and so it just takes all that guilt away, and it's like it takes that desire away because a lot of times for me that that guilt or shame feeling is what drove me to masturbate. Amen. And so realizing and starting to try to have that faith or asking God for that faith to really see who I am <clears throat> has helped me just to feel free and, and not have that. It just doesn't have the same draw.
0: Absolutely. The, good good points. Good points. I would, I would add to that that I think something that's helped me to stay in more of a strengthened place in my spirit is... Is to have times that feed my spirit. You know, if we can look at that a little bit, you know, um, eating too much, drinking too much, smoking, whatever you do, all those things basically feed the flesh, and so the flesh is always going to cry out for more of what it loves. Uh, I'm not saying I've overcome it; I still struggle with wanting to eat more than what I should um but i do find that as i begin to say no to some of those things and spend time doing things that really do feed my my spirit which is what you said was fasting i think also praise and worship can really feed our spirit you know and i know that may feel weird to some some folks but get up in the mornings and before you do anything else spend some time just praising the lord and take some time to do it you know, don't just say, well, I'll do it twice and then I'll see how it feels. You know, it's like give yourself 30 days mm-hmm. and see what happens. You know, it takes a long time to quit driving down this road and begin to choose a different road, especially if that road's not been traveled upon very often. It's going to be overgrown with weeds and there's a bunch of grass there and you got to try to choose the different road. I have found that it really helps me to, um, Choose something better every morning, which means rather than waking up first thing and going to my iPad or to my phone and looking up, you know, even Facebook or Instagram or, you know, checking the weather, I try to go straight to Bible Gateway or some sort of Bible app and just read a verse or two for the day. And I don't mean verse or two, I guess I would say a chapter or two. Just spend some time reading every morning. You know, God took me through a real journey in that, and that I used to do that because I always felt like that made me a better Christian if I had a 20-minute quiet time every morning. Then I could say, check, Mark, I've done my quiet time. Now I'm good. Now I can go through my day. And then I seems like I went through a period where I just didn't do it at all because I was like, you know, I didn't want to just do it because I was forced to do it and I had to do it. And now I come to the place where I really enjoy doing it. It feels good to not go straight to something else, but to open my Bible in the morning and just read. You know, just spend time with Him. Um, Those things feed our our spirit. So I think that helps. I would like to
1: add to that... um... For me, uh trying to just stay in truth and knowing truth and not really living by my feelings, so when I wake up remembering the truth you know of, of of who I am and and if I don't feel good or if I feel tempted, it's not me, it's not something I want, you know, so why would I turn to it like I think Absolutely. people that are listening to this it's it's likely you might struggle, but it's not something you actually want. Right. You might want it, but you don't want it. So that's, that's I think that's a good thing.
0: Absolutely. And to try and live in that place of realizing it's really not what I want. So even if I'm being tempted, I think a very important place in my own life and overcoming it was I, I'm not Temptation. Just because I'm tempted by something doesn't mean that's what I want. Because that's what I started to believe. Well, if I felt tempted to go look at pornography and masturbate, then that must be, here I am, I'm I'm bad again, I'm back in the same spot, I'm never going to overcome this. See, I'm tempted by it, I should just go ahead and give in to it because it's never going to leave. I'm going to be tempted all day, I'm going to just have to fight this fight all day long.
1: Yeah, and if I don't give in, it's... If I give in, it'll go away.
0: Yes. And if I give in, it does generally go away for about 20 minutes until it's time to start fighting again. But we don't know that at the time. And so, at least in my own heart, I began to feel like, well, if I'm tempted by it, it must mean that's what I really want. But we have to remember, God does not tempt. Satan does. His demons do. So temptation is only temptation. It's not who we are. It's not what we really want. It's just temptation. So just because I might be tempted to look doesn't mean that I've fallen. It just means, okay, I'm tempted. I don't want to do that. That's not who God says I am. You don't have to give in to temptation every time it knocks at your door. When we do that, all it does is weaken us, actually. Because the more we're just not knock, knock, tempted and we go straight to temptation and we say, fine, I'm done, I turn myself over to my temptation, then it just gets easier and easier to fall every single time. You have to fight to begin looking at the temptation and go, that's a temptation. It's not what I really want. I don't have to act on everything I'm tempted by. And that may sound easy to some people, but it wasn't easy for me. For me, the minute I'd feel the temptation, it's like, oh, I guess this is what's going to happen today, and I just give in to it. Mm. And that's the crazy place.
1: Yep, I can relate to that kind of helpless feeling of you can never really, you can never really overcome it because it's That's like great. when lust comes knocking, it's like you just feel powerless to it.
0: Right. And, and what's beautiful also, if you can do it at the same time, is to go to the lies. What lies have I believed about this? Well, I just need a lot of sex. Well, of course, the minute you're tempted then, you're going to go straight to masturbation because it's like, well, see, I told you I need a lot of sex. Or, well, I always masturbate first thing every morning because that's just what I do in the shower. Why? Why do you do that? Well, because I need a lot of sex. Why? Who told you that? If God says that's not his best, then that must not be him. So why would you believe I need to do this every morning? Even if you're tempted, you know? Uh, Or the other lie, which is sometimes there, which is, well, I just need masturbation every night before I go to bed because otherwise I don't sleep as well. Yeah, you're right. You're probably not going to sleep as well for a few nights when you give up masturbation at night because there's going to be a lot of temptation there because you've given into it for however many years. But when you begin telling no to your temptation, no, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes, it's going to be harder at first. But the minute Satan begins to see a resolve there, when you resist him, he flees. So then the resi- then the temptation gets less and less because then it's like, okay, I can't win in this place anymore, so I'm out of here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. It's
0: a crazy ride, but it's beginning to, to get rid of the lies. I need a lot of sex. I just always have masturbated. This the way I am. I'm not married, so I need sex at least a few times a week. All those lies.
1: And you know what's funny? I don't know if you've experienced this, but after I started saying no, I would have dreams, sex, very sexual dreams that I never had before. And it would be like I would wake up thinking I masturbated or that I did something, and then I realized this really is a spiritual battle because you know if I'm saying no when I'm awake, you know the enemy's trying to get me through my dreams, or or my flesh is trying to get me through my dreams. Absolutely.
0: And there, in my opinion, is case in point of why it's a sin. Because if you're starting to say no to something, and Satan's fighting you that hard that he'll even come into your dreams to try to tempt you and to try to make it happen, then he wants you to masturbate so that he can take away God's best for you. So I, that tells me right away, and that's, that's a great way you put that because it reminds me of the same thing. The same thing happened to me, dreams, all kinds of fantasy would come into my dreams at night, and I'm, I'm like, well, what the heck? It must be that I'm really needing to masturbate. But the lie that was the lie. The truth is, is that that was Satan trying to say, hey, I'm going to ramp it up now because you're starting to say no, and I don't let you say no. That's true bondage. That's the place of living in true bondage. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness set up in high places. So if Satan can make us believe this thing is all we need, it's all we have, we'll never have anything better, this is what I need every day, this is what makes me feel good every day, then he's won the battle and we'll settle for everything slightly less than God's best. When we get out from underneath that and we begin to see truth, then he can then speak into our lives, meaning God can then speak into our lives and offer us all the things he's been waiting to give us that we couldn't see because our eyes were so clouded by all this lust. You see, that's the crazy thing, is God doesn't withhold his goodness. We just can't can't get to it because we're settling for, what, say chocolate every day when he's got a steak dinner with with a baked potato and a good green salad and a really nice piece of of some sort of cake? No, we're just going to settle for the junk food rather than going for the good stuff. And as long as we do that, then he can't bring that woman into our life that can really be our relationship, or he can't bring that missionary position not sex, not, not the sex missionary position, but you know that missionary job that we've always wanted, or that job in, that he's always had for us, because we can't see it when we're clouded by all of this sin and brokenness.
1: Yeah, that reminds me. the The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and so you know, if you're if you're caught in this, you're kind of letting it happen.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I want to say. I'll speak for myself. I've been there. I think you've kind of said today you've been there as yep. well. We're not coming from a place today of piety saying we're great and we've all, we've got it all figured out. But what we're trying to talk about is overcoming the lie that you don't that you don't have to give it up because you do. And overcoming the lie that you should that you'll never know how to God has never said, I give you my precepts and my principles in the word, and I never show you how to overcome it. He will be your strength. That is living in the flesh versus the, the spirit. The spirit loves to overcome our flesh, and God loves to help us in that. So if you don't know how to do it, just don't give up all the time and say, oh, well, I just don't know how. This is the way I am. I, I am. Remember the truth, because the truth is it's not who you are. It's never been God's best. And just begin taking back little steps of ground. Take back the ground that the enemy has taken, right? I mean, it didn't mm-hmm. happen for you overnight, right? Right. Didn't happen for me overnight.
1: And that's the other thing. If you stay in it, it just—it doesn't just stay, you know, you're going to go further into it, most likely.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, Lust will never be satisfied with just this far. It's always going to want to take more. And then before you know it, you look up. I had one guy whose father actually spoke over him at one point as a young boy. He said, well, you know, we Smith guys, his name's not Smith, but we Smith guys just need a lot of sex. Well, he looks up 30 years later He remembers being 12 or 13 and hearing his dad say that, and he looks up 30 years later, and he still struggles. He's had sex outside his marriage. He doesn't know what he's going to do, and that's what Satan loves to do. He loves to take a curse from a father who doesn't even understand what he's telling his boy because he just told his boy a curse, which is you have no control over this, and you'll, you'll be searching for sex for all your life. Versus the real truth, which is, you know, son, Jesus gave us this gift of sex. He never means it to rage out of control. If it rages out of control, it's not him. It's something else. It's sin. I'll help you. You help me. We'll work through this together. But when we don't know that, then all we feel like is we're a failure and we don't know how to do it. So we just keep going back to the failure. So you can overcome masturbation. Masturbation is not God's best, nor is pornography. And our desire for you, and I'm gonna pray before we end today, is to find God's best for your godly sexuality. So Father, I just pray, because there might be somebody listening right now who didn't know these things or questioning them. But Father, you never leave us in a place of being caught in sin And you say, "Mm, sorry, I don't really know how to help you here. You always know how to help. You always have the truth. And you're always willing, even if we don't know how to do it right away, even if it takes every day for the next five years to find truth, may there be listeners out there right now who never give up. Because this is a place where we should never give up. This is a place where we should persevere to fight the good fight and to never stop fighting. And I pray, Jesus, that you'd help us to go from fighters to overcomers because that is what you call us to is overcoming these sin. I praise you, I thank you, and I pray for those listening. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll keep talking.